Before we start today's episode, I want to mention our sponsor, Swoosh English, the best way to pass your OET or IELTS exams. For 10% off any course, go to swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount or click the link in the episode description. I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we welcome NHS doctors and nurses who now live and work in the UK. We'll immerse ourselves within their stories as they work tirelessly to help their patients. I was just standing there. I couldn't do anything. I feel that this helplessness has made me a good nurse today. This is Resma, a nurse from India. There was an old man who was sitting next to me. He was in his 50s or something. When she was just 15, using a public bus to get around was part of her everyday life. But this bus journey was different. It would turn out to be one that would fundamentally shape her as a person and change the trajectory of her life. I couldn't do anything to help him. And suddenly he collapsed. I was so blank. I was scared. And I was, I, I was just, I was, I froze up. There were people who helped him, obviously. I don't know what happened to him after that. And I was so helpless at that time. But if it is like now, I know how to save people's lives. And I'm proud of that. On that day, I decided that I have to do something to save people's life. She still thinks about that man today. But it was the first of many times Resma felt helpless and unable to help another human being. When I was in college, nursing college, a person committed suicide in front of me. He jumped from a bridge and he just fell in front of me. His teeth and everything was just shattered near my legs. It is still in my mind what I saw that day. Even that day, I was so helpless. I was shocked. I was I was just standing there. I couldn't do anything. The thing that amazes me most about Resma is her attitude. She's been able to turn the very negative feeling of helplessness into an action that's not only given her a feeling of having more control, but has also been beneficial to the people around her. Becoming a nurse is no easy task. But let's hear about how her journey has led her to the NHS. In India, I had a nice journey from the junior till the team leader. Then I thought, because obviously in India you don't get paid much, that was the reason I had to move to Gulf. After many promotions and a lot of experience in India, moving to the Gulf was purely a financial decision. Over there, the same work, they pay you like 10 times more. The experience was very nice, very friendly patients, very friendly colleagues. The reason for me to move to NHS was there was no job stability there. It was a contract which was renewed every year. So I needed something which, you know, to have a stability. Stability is something we all crave. Is something the uncertainty of the pandemic has taught us on a grand scale. How many times have you heard people ask, when do you think things will go back to normal? The thing is, I had heard many things before coming here about the racism which I would be facing here. 
Okay, so I was mentally prepared. But when I came here, it's totally opposite. Oh my God, they are such wonderful people, including my colleagues, the patients. Oh my God, they are so sweet, so down to earth. And they're so polite, like all the time they're polite. Before moving to the UK, Resma was advised by her previous colleagues that she would be subjected to racial abuse and only the British people would ever have the top jobs. But that's not true. I can see all the nationalities who are there in the big posts. So there is, I don't think so, there is any kind of racism here. I haven't experienced in my five months, not at all. In fact, they're very good people. I wondered why she had decided to ignore her friend's advice and come to the UK. I didn't reject their opinion, but I was ready to face it. I know there would be racism. I thought I will manage it. Digging deeper, I felt like I'd started to gain a clearer understanding of how Resma has built up this phenomenal amount of resilience and a great attitude towards life and the people around her. I am a very positive person, very positive. I can make any wrong, bad situation into good because I have a positive mind. I never, never say I can't. I always say I can. I love her positive outlook. It must make such a difference to have someone like that looking after you when you're ill. I have memories with each and all the patients I have taken care. They are so sweet. But this one lady, I remember, because post-surgery, she was, she was very depressed. I think that she had some family issues, like nobody was calling her or something. So as a nurse, I offered her some psychological support, which is a part of our job. But you know that giving psychological support, it comes from within. I consider my patient as my family member. And that is how the compassion comes automatically. I don't sympathize, but I empathy with these patients. And uh, when we talk to them, they are they feel better because they feel that, yes, there is someone who is really, really concerned about them. When she was discharged, she was in tears. She was in tears because she didn't want to leave me. And then after a few days, like I think a week or something, she had sent a big card thanking specifically my name with some chocolates. That means a lot more than a semi-salary. The thank you from one patient is really, really helpful. You can hear in Resma's voice how touched she was as she speaks about the card and the chocolates she received from her patient. A few of the guests on this podcast have spoken about the importance of human connection. And I was intrigued about what she meant by psychological support. She had some family issues, like uh, she was divorced and there was nobody who was calling her. So she felt a bit depressed and she was worried about her disease condition. So I just hold her hands and I just said, not to worry, you'll be fine. And we are there for you whenever you want to talk to us. And I spent some time talking to her, asking her what happened and why is she depressed just uh, speaking to her for some time and she was all right. She was so happy that she had someone to talk to. It's amazing to think what impact we can all have on someone through just a simple act of holding their hand. People who are lonely, just if you talk for a minute, if you just hold their hands, they feel so good. They feel that they are supported, at least by something. 
I find that loneliness is the main reason of depression, especially in this country. Some people are irritated. Some people show they're helpless. Some people have different ways of showing their loneliness, their loneliness. Yeah. I am here like only five months now, but I feel many people, they have no family bonds, much of family bonds, and they are very independent as well. So when they age, there is no much uh, people to get connected. I mean, they are either single, they have nobody to talk to when they are old. So they feel this loneliness, and I, I'm sure they hate it. I'm sure they do. Unfortunately, it's one of the consequences of modern society. Resma went on to tell me about an elderly lady she cared for recently. She used to live alone. She kept on saying the same things. She was like grumbling. And she keeps on saying the same thing, like, no, nobody has given me this, nobody has given me this, nobody has given me this. I asked her what is the issue, what what she wants. I came to know that she loves reading books. I was so new, I didn't know where to find books for her. After asking her colleagues where she could locate some books in the hospital, she delivered three books to her patient. That day, she was so happy. She enjoyed her book and she was not used to stand much. She was so active. She took a walk with me to the ward three times that day. So that helped her. That loneliness was transferred and she was enjoying her day because she had what she liked. When patient is happy, it ultimately makes us happy. Resma is a great example of someone who's faced huge setbacks and has experienced emotionally traumatizing situations in her life and has overcome it with a significant amount of strength and optimism. We only feel warmth, compassion and care in Resma's voice when she talks about her life up to this point. My enduring thought is, tragic events happen to all of us in life and it's how we react or rather respond to them that really matters. Resma's character is one we can all learn from. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please click subscribe. And if you could leave us a review, it would mean a lot. If you want to continue the conversation with us, reach out at ourvoicespodcast.com. Or if you found this episode valuable, please consider supporting us to keep doing what we're doing through our Patreon page. You can find a link in the description. See you in the next episode. I want to acknowledge our sponsor, Swoosh English, for making these podcasts possible. It's the best place to get training and support to pass your OET, IELTS and PT exams. If you want to hear from doctors or nurses, who've passed their exam with the help of Swoosh English, go and listen to episodes from Rima, Midun, Cynthia, Tara, and Hussein. For 10% off any course, visit swooshenglish.com forward slash Our Voices discount.